Good afternoon, and thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers for today's Regional Stakeholder Conference call regarding river and reservoir operations and response and recovery actions. Today's call will have a basin-wide focus and is intended to provide congressional representatives, tribal and state and local government officials, levy sponsors, and the media from Montana to Missouri an update on the Corps' actions in the basin with regard to river and reservoir operations and support the local communities, states, and the tribes. I'm David Clarick, and I'll be moderating today's call. These calls are recorded and placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System, and your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. All lines have been placed on mute during this call. When we get to the question and answer period to unmute your line to ask a question, press star six. Please be aware that the forced mute function does not work on all phones, so if I ask, please use your phone's own mute function to avoid interrupting the call and please do not place on hold, as this will disrupt the call, which may cause all to redial into the call. Today's agenda includes Mr. Kevin Lau with the National Weather Service, Mr. Mike Swinton with Northwestern Division's Office of Missouri River Basin Water Management, Mr. Tom Brady with Northwestern Division's Readiness and Contingency Operations Office, Mr. Matt Kraske with the Omaha District Readiness Branch Chief, Mr. Eric Shoemate with the Kansas City District Chief of Hydrologic Engineering, and Mr. Mike Duhon with Kansas City District's Emergency Management Specialist. With that, I'll turn it over to Kevin Lau to start off with the weather update. Kevin, will you be able to join us? Star six to come off mute. Okay, so while we're waiting for Kevin, We'll now hear updates on Missouri River Reservoir operations from Mr. Mike Swenson with Western Division's Office of Missouri River Basin Water Management. Okay, thank you and good afternoon. Uh, reservoir system storage is currently 67.8 million acre feet just above the base of the system's exclusive flood control zone. About 28% of the flood control storage remains available to store runoff this summer. Yesterday we posted an updated short-range forecast, or what is referred to as the three-week forecast, to our website. Gavin's Point releases remain at 75,000 CFS. The updated forecast shows a reduction in releases from 75,000 to 70,000 CFS on Thursday, June 27th, which is a week from today. The 70,000 CFS will be held into July to manage reservoir levels and continue evacuating water from the reservoirs. Fort Randall is at elevation 1364.6 and is continuing to decline. As of yesterday, the reservoir is out of its exclusive flood control zone. However, the reservoir is more than nine feet above its normal summer operating level. Releases from Fort Randall are currently 68,000 CFS and are expected to remain near that rate for the next few days. Releases will likely be reduced to about 64,000 or 65,000 CFS next week, a day or so prior to the reduction in Gavin's point releases. Big Bend releases are currently about 48,000 CFS. Releases will range from 48,000 to 53,000 CFS over the next week. Milwaukee Reservoir is at elevation 1616.6 and is continuing to decline, but at a slower rate due to increased releases from Garrison. Milwaukee Reservoir is out of its exclusive flood control zone. 
Reservoir is 9.1 feet above the base of the annual flood control zones. Releases from Oahe are currently about 50,000 CFS and will range from 50 to 54,000 CFS over the next week. Garrison Reservoir is at elevation 1851.2 and is rising due to runoff from the melting mountain snowpack. The reservoir is 1.2 feet above the base of the exclusive flood control zone. Releases were stepped up this week from 32,000 to 41,000. Releases will be increased to 46,000 next Monday, and that is currently the planned peak release. Releases were made from the Garrison Spillway earlier this week. With the completion of some scheduled maintenance at the project, all releases are currently made through the, being made through the powerhouse. With the increased releases next Monday and additional maintenance starting at that time, releases will resume from the spillway next week. Fort Peck Reservoir is at elevation 2245.8 and is slowly rising due to runoff from the melting mountain snowpack. The reservoir is 11.8 feet above the base of the annual flood control zone. It is expected to rise into its exclusive flood control zone next week. Releases from Fort Peck are currently 9,000 CFS. Releases will be increased to 10,000 CFS next week. We will continue to monitor conditions in the basin and will make any necessary release adjustments as the summer progresses. Thank you, and that concludes my update. Thanks for those updates, Mike. Kevin Lau with the National Weather Service, were you able to join us? Okay. We'll now hear updates on basin-wide response and cover actions from Mr. Tom Brady of the Readiness and Contingency Operations with Northwestern Division. Thanks, David. I'm with, uh, as David mentioned, I'm with the Northwestern Division, uh, responsible for the Corps of Engineers' regional activities under Public Law 8499 for flood control and coastal emergencies within the Midwest. The water levels in most of the Midwest River basins continue to subside, allowing our Omaha and Kansas City districts to move forward with field assessments and better access to breaches and initial uh, and to ex, uh, conduct further uh, breach repairs and temporary closures. These ground-based assessments will be used to estimate funding requirements and, and identify if repairs are economically feasible. We are currently working on project information reports, conducting engineering design activities, as well as uh, the previously mentioned initial repairs and temporary closure activities for some 147 uh, requests for rehab assistance that we've received thus far since the, the March, beginning of the March floods. Under PLA 499, authorities will continue to provide recovery support until all repairs are complete. In conjunction with our repair activities, we remain prepared to assist with additional flood fighting where needed. Our senior leadership continues to engage elected officials to update them on the status of repairs, as well as to plan for the long-term actions that is beyond the immediate restoration activities ongoing and to uh, look at further reducing flood risk and managing the flood pain within the region. Uh, I will now turn it over to our Omaha and Kansas City districts who will be able to further amplify current anticipated activities in their areas of responsibility. I'll be followed by Matt Kraske from Omaha District. Good afternoon. Thanks, Tom. 
My name is Matt Kraske. I'm the Readiness Branch Chief with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Omaha District. I'd first like to recap a few of the major items from last week's call. We announced the closure of Levy L611614 west of Pacific Junction, Iowa. The contractor is now finalizing the initial closure and is preparing to add a levy section to provide a minimum 25-year level of protection. We also announced the awarding of a $22.1 million contract to Weston Solutions of Westchester, Pennsylvania for initial breach repairs to the L550 levy system near Watson, Missouri. Mobilization by the contractor on this levy is scheduled for later this week with commencement of dredging activities tentatively scheduled for late next week. This week, we've also closed levy system L594 in Fremont County, Iowa, and just this afternoon, levy system 575A near Percival, Iowa was closed. Levy L601 near Bartlett, Iowa is scheduled to be closed this week. The levy 575A closure, which we announced would be last week would be closed a little sooner, experienced some delays due to debris in the water which posed challenges for our dredging contractor. The next levy we anticipate completing initial breach repairs on will be levy 575B near Hamburg, Iowa, and that is expected for late July. Engineering and design has begun on levy R616613 in Sarpy County, and a contract award is scheduled for R613 also in Sarpy County in mid to late July. We have received funding to modify our existing initial breach closure contract for Levy L601, which allows us to now close an additional three breaches north of the current breach closure. Our Northwest Division Headquarters has approved 35 of our full rehabilitation project information reports, and the other seven PIRs are awaiting approval. Two new rehabilitation requests have been received by the Omaha District, one from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and one from Sheridan, Wyoming. The team is awaiting funding to begin the project information report process, which begins with a site visit. It's anticipated that these site visits will occur next week. For regular updates on the repair efforts to flood control stu structures in the Missouri River Basin, visit the Omaha District System Restoration webpage at https colon forward slash forward slash www.nwo.usace.army.mil and click on the red Levy Status Updates icon on the left side of the page. There you can track status updates, view photos and videos, and also see which levies are not active in the Public Law 8499 program. We can't stress enough that life safety is our primary focus in our efforts to repair the levy systems, and we continue to work with federal, state, and local emergency management agencies to ensure the public is aware of the continued safety risks associated with the damaged levies. We appreciate your assistance in spreading this message and sharing in our responsibility to keeping the public informed about the risks associated with levies in general, and especially during this recovery period. Thank you. And now I'll turn the call over to Eric Shoemate in the Kansas City District. Thanks, Matt. Good afternoon. Uh, today I'll provide an update on the Kansas City District uh, current reservoir conditions and our water management decisions moving forward. 
while we're still monitoring all 18 of our district reservoirs, we are primarily focused on the reservoirs in the lower Kansas Basin and the Ocean Basin. Uh, we saw a significant amount of water stored in those 10 reservoirs located within those two river basins. Uh, across those uh, 10 reservoirs, uh, when empty, we would have 9.1 million acre-feet of combined storage available in those two basins, and currently 77% of that uh, available storage is occupied uh, today. <clears throat> as as uh, we're monitoring that condition, and uh, yet a single rainfall event can still fill uh, these flood control pools and push one or more of those reservoirs into surcharge operations. So I'll move into our lower Kansas Basin conditions. Uh, we're still uh, in much the same as we've been for the past uh, week. We're setting uh, near 80% of our pools occupied across Milford, Tuttle Creek, and Perry reservoirs. Uh, Clinton Reservoir is at 59% uh, flood pool occupied. Uh, in this past week, we have requested and received a uh, deviation from our operating guidance uh, on how we operate these four lower Kansas River Basin Reservoirs. And uh, we have adjusted uh, through our request and approval from uh, our Division Water Management Office that uh, we are adjusting the Waverly target uh, for our Phase 2 pools, which really is about uh, where we're currently setting down to about 50% full at a number of these uh, reservoirs, um, that our target at Waverly would be 180,000. That's moved up from uh, uh, the original target was 130,000. We had requested a prior deviation that took it to 160, and now we'll be uh, targeting 180,000. And that's really to allow us to uh, continue to get some stored floodwaters out of these four reservoirs so that we can balance the risk to the entire basin and uh, minimize um, the chances of us rising back up to surcharge and the possibility of those large damaging releases that could uh, occur if we do fill these flood pools. So with that in mind, <clears throat> Tuttle Creek today is passing 8,000 CFS. We've had some rains over the past few days that have uh, uh, increased inflows to the reservoir and we've actually seen the uh, pool rise just a little bit. So we're at 8,000 today, and we're planning to increase to 10,000 CFS tomorrow because with that additional space downstream at the, on the Missouri River that we've gotten through our approved deviation, uh, we can do a little bit of increase because we're seeing the Missouri River drop below that 180,000 target. Uh, Milford. Uh, out near Junction City, Kansas, is, uh, rele is releasing 5,000 cubic feet per second today, and that's approximately matching inflows, and we'll remain at that release uh, at least for the next few days uh, based on our current forecast. Uh, we will again monitor as the Missouri River conditions allow. We will slowly increase releases from uh, Milford or Tuttle Creek or Perry, which is uh, currently uh, releasing uh, a thousand CFS, and uh, if the opportunity allows, uh, that's just matching the flows. If the opportunity allows, we'll uh, have to balance the space in the Missouri River to uh, manage those pools as we try to draw them down over the course of the next uh, few weeks to months. We are only making low flow releases currently from Clinton Lake near Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, I would say that we do need to expect uh, that we will have elevated pools and uh, actually increased releases from those pools at least through the next uh, 
few months and likely uh, extending into the fall. So moving to the Osage Basin conditions, um, we continue to monitor the, the Missouri River downstream of uh, Truman the, at Herman, Missouri. That's uh, one of our targets for most of the Osage operations through Truman. Uh, we're making releases currently at uh, 50,000 CFS out of Truman Reservoir. That uh, is currently down to 76% of its flood pool occupied. Uh, we've seen quite a bit of space created in Truman uh, as we were at about 100% uh, approximately two weeks ago. Uh, with, with Truman going down, that's also allowed us to continue making releases from our other reservoirs in the Osage River Basin. And actually, we're making releases from each of those uh, today and continue to draw those down. Uh, right now, across the Osage Basin, uh, most of the other five reservoirs, Pomona, Melbourne, Hillsdale, Stockton, and Palm de Terre, are all setting between 65 and 70% of their flood pool occupied. Uh, Kansas City District does continue to have engineers and lake project staff monitoring our dams daily. And through this monitoring, we can uh, uh, assure you that uh, all the dams are operating as designed and are structurally sound. Over. Thank you for those updates, Eric. We'll now hear updates on emergency management operations and levy updates from Mr. Mike Doolin, emergency management specialist with the Kansas City District. Thank you, Dave. I'm Mike Doolin, emergency management specialist with the Kansas City District. Uh, we continue to operate our EOC at level two, partial activation. Our operating hours are 6 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, we can be reached on our 24-hour emergency line at 816-426-6320. Again, that number is 816 816- 426-6320. If after duty hours, please leave your number and a short message and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. We continue to support pumping operations in Kansas and Missouri. This morning, several pumps arrived at MRLS 440R. That's Missouri River, River Levee System 440R, just north of Atchison, Kansas. Mike, are you still on? Is anybody from Kansas City District on? Matt Kraske, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you, Tom. I, I think we lost Kansas City. We lost Kansas City. Okay, uh, for the audience, I uh, apologize that we've uh, lost our Kansas City district as well as our uh, public affairs host. Uh, this is Tom Brady with Northwestern Division. I just want to track to see if anybody has any phone calls that we might be able to f uh, field between uh, Matt Kraske and myself. I'm going to leave the, the mic open to anybody that will dial in rather than uh, go state by state. Remember to star six to unmute your phone line if you have any questions. Is there a reason why we repeatedly do not have the weather service joining our conference calls? Sir, I, I will find out about that. I, I expected to see, hear from them as well today. We'll verify why we're not able to get them, and we'll get them next week. You might remind them that this is a repeat offense. Okay. I will definitely pass that on. Thank you, sir. You want Mike's update? So, You're live right now. Okay. So we're going to continue on with Mike Doolins. We're going to look in the – has the National Weather Service joined us? 
Okay, we will continue with Mike Doolin's. Can, can you hear us out there, Tom? Yeah, you hear you loud and clear. Okay. Sure. Hey, sorry about that, guys. We got dropped on our end. Um, I don't know if you heard any of my brief or not, but I'll start back over. All right. Hey, I'm Mike Doolin, Emergency Management Specialist with the Kansas City District. Uh, we continue to operate our EOC at Level 2 Partial Activation. Uh, our operating hours are 6 a.m. to 5 p.m. We can be reached on our 24-hour emergency line at 816-426-6320. Again, that number is 816-426-6320. If after duty hours, please leave your number and a short message, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Uh, we continue to support pumping operations in Kansas and Missouri. This morning, several pumps arrived on site at MRLS 440R, just north of Atchison, Kansas. MRLS stands for Missouri River Levee System. Uh, today, we're taking an emergency flood fight action to stabilize an active scour on the Staline Lafayette levee system uh, just north of Grand Pass, Missouri, by placing 1,800 tons of rock to prevent further erosion on that levee. Uh, we continue to address requests for technical assistance on an as-needed basis, and we're acquiring two HESCO removal tools to support the removal of HESCO product uh, used during the past several weeks. As a reminder, HESCO is a reusable product, and we expect it to be returned to the Kansas City District following the flood event. Uh, we do continue to maintain an adequate stock of flood flight supplies and equipment should the need arise. As water levels recede, uh, levee systems will continue to be vulnerable to localized heavy rainfall. There are many damaged levee systems out there that will not be able to provide their formal, former level of protection due to breaches should major flood conditions return to the area. Uh, we have received 74 requests for assistance uh, for levee rehabilitation since mid-March. Our team is processing these requests as quickly as possible. Uh, for levee sponsors, after you submit a request for assistance, you should receive a confirmation letter in the mail acknowledging your request. If you do not receive a confirmation letter from us, uh, please contact us as soon as you can, and we'll sort the issue out on our end. Please continue to pay attention to watches and warnings from, your, from the National Weather Service and listen to the instructions from your local emergency management officials. Please do not drive around road barricades and continue to be safe. Thank you. This concludes my remarks. Thank you, Eric. Uh, was Tom, were you able to hear Eric Shoemate's presentation? That's correct, yes. Okay, good to hear. Thank you. So I'm going to ask another one time for the National Weather Service, have you joined the call? Okay, not hearing that. We're going to move on to the question and answer period, and I'm going to manage the questions based on groups and location. We'll start with congressional, tribal, and state and local governments, levy and drainage districts, and then the media. Please wait for your group and state to be called, and remember to hit star six to unmute your phone. And please be sure to state your name and the organization you represent before asking your question. I'm going to go state by state in alphabetical order, beginning with the state of Iowa. Any congressional questions or comments, and remember to hit star six to come off on mute. Tribal. State and local governments and levy and drainage districts. 
star six to come off mute. Moving to the state of Kansas, we have any congressional comments or questions? Tribal. State and local governments and levy and drainage districts. Star can be in Leavenworth County Emergency Management. I'm sorry, ma'am, what's your first name again? Kim Buchanan with Leavenworth County Emergency Management. Okay, Kim, we hear you. Um, I'm sorry, I got to the call just a little bit late. I was out on a fuel spill. Could you just kind of recap for me the Gavin's Point information? Yes, this is Mike Swenson with the Water Management Office. Uh, Gavin's Point releases remain at 75,000 CFS. Uh, our updated short-term forecast, which was posted yesterday, shows a reduction in releases from Gavin's Point from 75,000 to 70,000 next Thursday. Thank you. Thank you. Do I have any other questions from the state and local governments and levy and drainage districts in the state of Kansas? Okay, we'll move on to the state of Missouri with any congressional questions or comments. Again, star six to come off mute. Tribal. State and local governments and levy and drainage districts in the state of Missouri. Okay, we'll move on to the state of Montana. Congressional questions or comments? Tribal. State and local governments and levy and drainage districts. Star six to come off mute. Okay, we'll move on to Nebraska. Congressional comments or questions. This is Dean with Congressman Bacon's office, Nebraska Second District. Uh, I missed the comments about Sarpy County levies and some kind of repair being awarded. Yeah, hi, this is Matt Kraske, the Readiness Branch Chief for the Omaha District. Um, the awards that I mentioned were um, R616 and R616-613 and R613. Um, engineering and design has been ongoing on those, and we intend to award that contract uh, mid to late July. Thank you very much. Yep. So now, any others from the state of Montana? Okay, moving on to the state of Nebraska. Any congressional questions and or comments? Remember to hit star six to come off mute. Tribal? State and local governments and levy and drainage districts. This is John Myers with SID number one. Wakanda in Cass County, Nebraska. We've been on the weekly call for our area every week, and actually it was three days a week earlier. Um, next Monday, we have John Remus's group getting on the call. So <clears throat> my question is for specific to the releases from Gavin's Point North. I can wait till next Monday, or I could ask it here, which do you prefer? Mike, you want to address that? Uh, what's your question? 
So my question is, my, my, sorry, my, my question is seeing as that the reservoirs are starting to recede a little bit, I know that they're still up at 70%. We were asking if it was at all possible to recalculate, pardon me? You, you kind of broke up there at the end. Can you hear me now, sorry? Yes. Yeah, we, we were asking on the call last Monday and, and um, his office was going to get on our call next Monday. Is there is if they would calculate and recalculate and reduce uh, all the releases for the dams north of Gavin's Point, so Dick Gavin's Point can be re reduced down to 45, it would send the rest of us on the southern Missouri all the way to Kansas City back down to approximately action stage and get us out of flood stage, allow a lot more of the repair. And I know that I understand the the, the reluctance to do it but is, is is that a question you want me to ask his group next monday or can you guys address that uh you can, talk, like I mean, up? you can ask john again you can ask mr remus again on on monday i would say that okay we'll we, do that. You know, we're continuing to um you know monitor the runoff in the basin we've done some preliminary uh, july 1st estimates of runoff and it's still looking fairly close to the 50 million acre feet that we showed on June 1st and in those long-range studies we show Gavin's Point releases uh, remaining near 70,000 for uh, the foreseeable future with some possible reductions later in the summer and and fall but um, you know, even with those reductions, releases will be above 45,000, um, and you know, it just takes that that much water to evacuate the the water that we have stored in the reservoir system at this point. Even though, even though you're at the base and you still have the what I would consider looking at almost the the exclusive flood control, there at if you reduced it by only what I consider only 30,000. Uh, feet or cubic feet, it seems like it would take 60 days to increase your reservoirs, even with rain, increase the reservoirs back up to a, a dangerous area. Uh, we have a significant amount of water that's already in the reservoir system that needs to be evacuated prior to the start of next year's runoff, and we also have additional runoff that will be coming in over the next several months that that needs to be also passed through the reservoir system and that's accounted for in our studies um, and that's why I, I mentioned you know uh, releases from Gavin's Point are going to have to be well above average to continue that evacuation okay all right we'll talk again on Monday with John with Mr. Rennes's group thank you thank you do we have any other questions from the state of Nebraska Excuse me, I hate to interrupt. This is Kevin Lau with the National Weather Service. Just got on the call. I apologize. Kevin, would you go ahead and uh, go through your forecast? Uh, well, uh, as far as the main stem Missouri goes, uh, we are still in flood from Nebraska City to the mouth, um, with the exception of the Kansas City reach. Uh, the next seven days of uh, uh, expected rainfall is, in, uh, is, is fairly impressive as far as the accumulation goes, the total. However, it's spread out over the, over the next seven days, and so um, 
we expect uh, from rouleau to the mouth that the uh, stages uh, could rise about two foot above where they are today if the rainfall does materialize. Um, so uh, not significant, I suppose, but uh, there will be, uh, there is the potential uh, to see a rise uh, over the next few days if the next week of rainfall does develop. Um, so that's, that's um, the end of my comments pending any questions. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, we'll resume with North Dakota. Any congressional comments and or questions? Star six to come off mute. Tribal, state and local governments and levy drainage districts. Moving on to South Dakota, any congressional questions and or comments? Tribal, state and local governments and levy and drainage districts. Hearing none, we'll now move on to the media. Media from the state of Iowa. Questions and or comments? Star six to unmute. Media in the state of Kansas. Missouri. Montana. Yeah, this is uh, Michael Clements with the National Association of Farm Broadcasting News Service. Hi, Michael. Uh, just a couple of quick questions. The link to the status of levies, can you guys send that to, like, your media list? Absolutely. That would be fantastic. And the other question regarding the comment on Waverly, the 180,000 cubic feet per second target, um, does that keep Waverly at flood stage for pretty much the remainder of this event? Hold one, Mr. Shumate is going to come into that. Okay. Could you repeat that question, sir? The target at Waverly of 180,000 cubic feet, does that keep Waverly pretty well at flood stage throughout the entire event? Uh, yes. Uh, it would be uh, quite a ways above flood stage, actually. I would have to give me a moment, and I'll get back with you on an answer of exactly what I would like. Yeah, I'll get right back to you on this call here in a moment. If okay, you move thank on. you. We're just to that. Um, okay, uh, North Dakota, any other questions from the media? Hi, can you hear me? This is Marjorie yes, Beck with the Associated Press. Hi, Audrey, we can hear you. Uh, I'm, <clears throat> the first thing I'd ask is for um, all of the main players on the call, if you could spell your names so I have them correct. Okay, well, Kevin Lau, it's K-E-V-I-N-L-O-W with the National Weather Service. Right. Mike Swenson. You hear me, Audrey? I, I can, thank you. Okay, so it's S-W-E-N-S-O-N. Are you looking for titles as well? Uh, I've got the titles. I've just made okay. the spelling of the names. Okay, and then Tom Brady. B R A D Y. Alright. And Matt Krafsky. K R A 
you know what I'll say. I, it, it's, I'll have to, I can take your number on that one. His, his name, I kind of sound it out because it's kind of a, a difficult one. Matt, are you on the line? Can you tell her how to spell your last name? Yeah, yeah I've done it all my life. I got it. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. It's K-R-A-J-E-W-S-K-I. Got it. Thank you. Perfect. And we had Eric Shumate, S-H-U-M-A-T-E. One more time. I'm sorry. S-H-U-N. U-M as in Mike. A-T-E. Okay. And then Mike Doolin, D-U-L-I-N. And I'm sorry, could I get Kevin Lyle's last name one more time? Yeah, L-O-W. Okay. All right. Okay, so I think Uh, Eric is... Go ahead. Yeah, I appreciate that. My question would be um, for, um, in total, the area we're talking for, the Missouri Basin, can anyone give me a, a, a total number of levy breaches and where where repairs are from that total? Sorry, repeat that, please. Yes, I'm looking for the number, the total number from the the March flooding uh, of levy breaches and um, how many have been repaired so far? So for Kansas City District, uh, we uh, estimated approximately 64 breaches between 14 levee systems, and we have not been able to access those areas yet due to continued high water to repair any breaches. And then I'll let Matt Kratzke uh, take, uh, answer that question for the Omaha District. Okay. Yes, in the Omaha District, we had 47 breaches, and today we have uh, closed Five. Okay. Three on the main stem Missouri and two on the Platte River. Say that one more time. I'm sorry. There were three of them on the main stem Missouri River. Okay. And three on the Platte River. In addition to that, we had a um, levy sponsor closed one breach also on the right bank of the Platte River. And the Nebraska National Guard closed another breach on the um, Platte River right bank. So in total, there's been seven closed. The Corps of Engineers have closed five. Gotcha. And so it sounds like we're expecting um, an elevated release from Gavin's Point for some time to come, some weeks to come at least, possibly into the fall. Is that correct? Yeah, this is Mike Swenson with the Water Management Office. Yes, that's correct. Likely all the way until uh, we come down for winter releases sometime uh, near the end of November or the early part of December. Is that, can anyone tell me whether that's going to hamper the ability to close some of these breaches um, going even into the summer, possibly fall? Um, This is is Matt Kraske. I won't speak for the Kansas City District, but I know that in Omaha, um, 
It, it has made things more difficult, yes. I'll, I'll let Mike answer for Kansas City. Sure. Thanks, Matt. Hey, yeah, so up north in, like, our whole county, Missouri region, it will make it quite difficult to access those levee systems well into the summer uh, before we start uh, being able to get on the ground up there. There are some levee systems that breached further downstream closer to the Kansas City area from the March event that we should be able to access uh, a little bit sooner than that. And then east of Kansas City, those levees that breached after the May event, we should be able to uh, get out there and assess some of those as well. But uh, there's no guarantees on that as long as the water's uh, high. Uh, we're just going to do our best with the what field conditions we have. Okay. Um, any ideas on what are, are, I guess I would ask both Matt and Mike, are you thinking um, how far out could it be before you could really get to a lot of these breaches, do you think? Yeah. Um, Sorry. Go ahead, Matt. I'll let you go. You yeah. go first. Go ahead. No, it's all it's fine. For us, it varies across the board, uh, uh, just due to river conditions. But I can tell you, we'll probably be able to gain access to the levees east of Kansas City uh, before we're able to get up north and access those. Okay. Yeah, and for the Omaha district, um, on the on the Platte River and tributaries, we are able to get access to to some of those levees now that were damaged, and so we're moving out on the engineering and design, um, and then subsequent follow-on contracting to get those repaired on the on the tribs to the Missouri. But Mike's, it's the same situation, similar as in Kansas City. Um, access is a is makes everything difficult and. Um, a lot of these things we still cannot access from the land, so we're we're trying to find different ways to uh, get on the levees just to assess the damage and and the um, the breach closures that that we've initiated to date have we've uh, used dredging to to get those done because we just couldn't do it from the land. So um, as we get those closed and the and the floodplain starts to drain out, of course that will. That will allow us to gain access to um, some more areas, but but time will tell. I mean, that takes a lot of time to drain the floodplain. Thank you. Okay, does that answer your questions? It did. Thank you. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Um, any other media from this? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Eric. Eric wants to. Oh, this is Eric Shoemate with Kansas City Water Management. Uh, back to the gentleman's question about the 180,000 at Waverly. That's uh, approximately five feet above uh, the flood stage at that location. Okay, do you get that? Okay. Uh, any other media from the state of North Dakota? Media from South Dakota, member to go star six, come off mute. Okay, are there any final questions before we adjourn? Well, this is Nancy from the World Herald in Omaha. Hi, Nancy. Hey. This would be both for Kansas City and um, Omaha. When you talk about 47 breaches, and 64 breaches, um, just to make sure I've got my numbers right, how many breaches are on the, the main stem of the Missouri of the 47 and 64? So those 64 that I reported are for the March event, and those are all on the main stem. 
Thank you. Yes. Hi, Nancy. This this is Matt. I'm trying to count in my head. Um, and I, I may have to call you back later to confirm, but okay. I believe there were um, I believe there were four breaches on the tributaries and 44 on the Main Stem Missouri River okay. levee. And then is Rulo the good kind of, um, for the average reader, the good kind of cut cutting cutoff point between Kansas City and, Ru and Omaha? Um, general, that that is our district boundaries. Um, the Kansas City district does have some non-federal levees that uh, come up north of Rulo, um, and it's it's just a, they're in Missouri, so Kansas City takes care of those. Oh yeah, okay. And then the levee repairs uh, on the right side, R six one six and R six one three, I believe. Are those the first levy repairs that you'll be doing on the Nebraska side of the Missouri River since March on the main stem? Yes, it is, Nancy, on the Missouri River. Because we did some repairs on the Platte, but, yep, those will be the first ones on the Missouri River in Nebraska. Yes. Okay. And then um, when there was the conversation about Lake Wakanda, was that Mike Swenson that was responding? I wasn't. I didn't catch who was giving the answers for the Corps. It was, Nancy. Yep. Okay, thank you. Those are all my questions. Thanks, Nancy. Uh, do we have any final questions before we adjourn today's call? Yes. This is Sandy Parmenter with Shanda Valley News and Sydney Argus Herald. Okay. This question is for Kevin Lyle. Um, he mentioned the rainfall expected over the next seven days. said, expect Rulo to the mouth stages could rise two feet above where they are today. I was wondering what that means in Nebraska City. Also two feet? Yes, this is Kevin Lau again. Uh, it's from Rulo. Yeah, all of, well, most of the locations, uh, unfortunately I'm not sitting at my computer right now, but all locations uh, from Rulo to the mouth, basically uh, uh, two foot uh, would be the response. Right, but Nebraska City would be north of that. Okay, so that's um that's where the that's where the rainfall, the runoff would start to uh impact the Missouri. So no. Uh Nebraska City I don't expect much of any um okay. response uh there. Okay, that was what I was after. All right. Okay. Thank you. Okay, no, you bet. Thank you. Do we have any other questions before we adjourn today's call? If not, we appreciate your participation today. The Basin-wide update will be held each Thursday at 3 o'clock p.m. Central Time. This concludes our call.